G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Surveys reveal that 70% of believing Christians don't believe in the existence of the devil. 70%. So it seems that the devil's greatest lie, which is that he doesn't exist at all, is working a treat. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to A Different Perspective as we kick off a brand new series of messages called The Top lies the devil wants you to believe. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called Healing for Broken Families. And I'd love to send you a free copy in case you or someone you know has a family that's struggling. Had someone asked me the other day with quite some scepticism in their voice, you don't actually believe that there's a devil, do you? It was that kind of intimidating tone that says, if you answer yes, then you must be a blithering idiot. You know that tone, right? You don't actually believe that there's a devil, do you? And my answer was, yeah, sure I do. Absolutely I do. A thousand times yes, I do. At which point the look on their face told me that as far as this person was concerned, their suspicions about me were confirmed. Yep, that Bernie Diamond is a blithering idiot, a religious nut, a a fundamentalist. With a little smile on my face, I asked this person, do you you kind of want to know why I believe that there's a devil? Mm -hmm. I guess, a bit of uncertainty, a slight hesitation, a suspicion, a slight fear that they were about to be bashed over the head with a Bible, which they needn't have feared because my Bible is a tablet computer and I'd break the screen, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I guess was the tentative answer. Well, let me, let me tell you the reason I believe in the devil, I told them. I don't mean that somehow I put my trust in him, but I believe in his existence. And the reason I do is because clearly Jesus does. What? Sure, I said. Jesus absolutely believes in the existence of the devil. That's where the conversation ended. Here's an interesting set of statistics. The Barna Group is a highly respected research organisation in the US. They conducted a survey on spiritual beliefs and attitude. Lots of findings, but here are a few that you might find interesting. 1,871 self-described Christians were asked about their perception of God. 78% said that he's all-powerful, all-knowing, and the creator of the universe who rules the world today. 40% strongly agreed that Satan is not a living being, but simply a symbol of evil. An additional 19% said they agree somewhat with that perspective, total 59%. Only 26% disagreed strongly with that preposition, and 9% disagreed somewhat with that statement. The rest weren't sure. So, let's do the maths here. 78% of self-described Christians believe in an all-powerful God. 69%, almost as many, don't believe in a real personal force of evil, the devil, and a further 8% aren't sure. And add the 69 and the 8% and you get 77%. So, boiling it right down to basics, 
about the same number of people who call themselves Christians both believe in God but don't believe in Satan or they're not quite sure. Incidentally, most Christians surveyed didn't believe in the existence of the Holy Spirit either. When asked to respond to the statement that the Holy Spirit is just a symbol of God's power or presence, but not a living entity, 58% either agreed or agreed strongly with that statement. Now, I don't know where you're at. One person listening today may be a Bible-believing Christian, the next one may not. You may never once in your life have ever considered the possibility that Jesus is who he said he is. But wherever you are, let's look at those survey results objectively and dispassionately for a moment. Almost 80% of Christians believe in an all-powerful God, which begs the question, what do the other 20-odd percent believe and why do they call themselves Christians in the first place? Nevertheless, round figures, 80% of people believe in God, almost exactly the same number that don't believe in the devil or weren't sure. And you have to say to yourself, wow, that's really weird. That's, that's among Christians. So the statistics of people who don't believe in the devil amongst people who aren't Christians would be even higher. Today I'm kicking off a series of 10 messages called The Top 10 Lies the Devil Wants You to Believe. And when I was planning that all out, my first instinct was to say, look, the top lie, numero uno, would have to be that God doesn't exist. But when you look at the research, that's not what it tells us. The top number one lie that the devil wants you and me to believe is that he doesn't exist. Do I find that in my Bible? Well, absolutely I do. He makes his first appearance in God's word pretty early on in the piece. So when this personal force of evil appears to deceive and to tempt Adam and Eve, how does he do it? Does he rock up as the devil with horns and an evil face, dressed in black and red, pitchfork in hand, breathing fire, smoking around the edges? Does he introduce himself? Does he say, hi, Adam, hi, Eve, I'm Satan, your local personal force of evil. I'm here to tempt you and to lead you away from God and to ruin your life. No. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did did God say to you, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, no, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you'll die. But the serpent said to the woman, you won't die, because God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes and and the tree was to be desired to make you wise, she took of its fruit and she ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Satan came disguised as a serpent, a snake. He came breathing lies, twisting what God had said to Adam and Eve. When I was in the military, one of the arts of warfare that they taught us was the art of deception, the art of making things appear to be something that they weren't in order to trick our enemy for the sole purpose of killing him. They taught us the art of camouflage, to hide from the enemy. In fact, the snipers took that to the nth degree. I remember once we were on exercise and we were told that there were three snipers concealed in this rather small patch of forest. And they told us to walk around openly to see if we could find them. We didn't find a single one. And when the instructor said to the snipers, stand up, one of them stood up within just a few feet of where I was. I mean, I couldn't believe it. 
And that's exactly what Satan does. If he can somehow make us believe that he doesn't exist at all, he, he can just sit there and take pot shots at us all day and ruin our lives. And, you know, he's a very good shot. God's word tells us this, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. No wonder even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. He's into camouflage. So if you want to sneer at the notion that someone believes in the existence of the devil, go right ahead. Stand in the sniper's field of fire and let him take pot shots all he likes. Me? I'm going to do what God says. We each have our choices to make. I absolutely believe God when he says through the Apostle Paul that we shouldn't be ignorant about the designs and the deceptions of Satan so that we aren't outwitted by him. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Or when he says through the Apostle Peter that we should keep alert because like a roaring lion, our adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. I guess C.S. Lewis sums it up the best for me. C.S. Lewis was the author of Narnia and a great theologian. He writes this, There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors and hail the materialist or a magician with absolutely the same delight. that in this postmodern high-tech age, doing family, being family, is more difficult than it's ever been. That's why so many families are being torn apart, which is why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Healing for Broken Families. Because His Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that God will pour His love out right there in the middle of your family through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.